1: And everybody, and welcome to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Welcome to Wednesday. It's Wednesday Hump Day, and we're here to help you get over the hump. I got my co-host with me, Tanisha, and Tanisha, say, tell the people out there in radio land how you're doing today.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. I am doing awesome today.
1: And today we have the privilege of bringing you some of the champions of recovery and we're gonna let them introduce themselves. These are friends and partners that I've had for years and years and years, and, and they are doing that good recovery work across the state and probably across the, the universe <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot about those digital platforms we were on just a couple of months ago that went nationwide. Uh, that's one of the greatest privileges we have that recovery, our recovery is not restricted. Uh, A lot of people, COVID disabled them, for us COVID was this incredible opportunity for us to uh, advance our technological efforts. It was an incredible opportunity for us to uh, boldly go to places that other people had not yet gone. Or no man or woman, woman, that's got to be politically correct, y'all man or woman because we can't get our rib back. So we've gone to places (laughs) that we never believed we could go before. And, and, you know, like for Lindsay or myself being forensic peer mentors, we're in the prisons. I know there was a time when (laughs) we didn't think recovery could go there. We knew we could go there. (laughs) And we we couldn't even make store call, but we were there. But, uh, you know, uh, for all y'all out there in Radio Land that have never popped the socket or don't know what Bucky is, um, we just, we're bringing you an experience, an experience that was once negative, but today is positive, an experience that is supportive, innovative, integrative, and all those things. So without any further ado, let me introduce our, our panel that we have today, distinguished panel. We have Lindsay Sizemore. Lindsay, you want to introduce yourself to the people out there in radio Land?
2: Hey, Radio Land. How's it going, everybody? Um, my name is Lindsay Sizemore. I'm just thrilled to be here today and just to get to tap into to some hope this morning. Or is it afternoon? Yep, it's afternoon. Um, this hope thing goes all day long with me and my life, and it just would, it really wouldn't be possible without uh, some of the programs that we're going to talk about today. Um, today, I'm a Georgia-certified peer specialist of addictive disease. Um, I'm also a forensic peer mentor myself. Um, and, you know, uh, Bill was just talking about how we didn't think we could go places that we are now at. And today, I, I'm i telling you, if you had told me when I was locked up in a prison cell and and I'm just watching the clock every single day that I would be able to not only live, but have a, a passionate life and um, being able to achieve goals and, and be creative no matter what the challenge is, I would have laughed at you. So today I'm, I went from you know, being hopeless to hopeful and, and supported. And, and today I get to, you know, breathe life back into returning citizens. And um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit later uh, just about what we're doing um, in the state of Georgia with the forensic chairman during training, um, where we're going uh, what makes us unique and ultimately how what we do as peer specialists is really like the key. Um, and it's just really powerful um, to be able to sit where I'm sitting and watching how all the systems from Department of Corrections and behavioral health systems, all just kind of coming together um, and recognizing the value of, of peer specialists, you know, all over the state. And so it, it's a beautiful thing, COVID or not, pandemic or not. Um, if anybody's resilient, it's people in recovery and, uh, and I'm super proud of all that we've been able to accomplish despite everything going on. So thanks for having me.
1: Wow. Thank you, Lindsay. And we got Steve Gaynor with us today. Steve, you want to say, tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are, what you are and why you are?
3: I would be more than happy to. Hi, Radio Land. My name is Steve Gaynor and I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means, it's been 18 years since I found it necessary to do any mind move altering substances. And today I'm an advocate for recovery. recovery. Recovery has afforded me numerous of things in my life back, you know, cause a lot of things um, I had lost and being in this recovery process, I have regained a whole lot of things and the sky's the limit. It really and truly is, it's the limit. And um, today, you know, I work for the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse I am a peer recovery coach on the CARES WARM line. And the CARES WARM line is a telephone and tech support service for those people in recovery from substance use and mental health disorders. You know, and we do four things on the CARES WARM line. We do the acronym of LOVE. You know, we do the L, we do a lot of active listening. And the O, you know, we offer encouragement. And the V, we do a lot of validating. And the E, we share a lot of empathy. And um, I get real gratitude out of um, talking to people and uh, sharing, you know, my experience different Hope with people and just imparting people to let people know that they can come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Even though, you know, we support multiple pathways to recovery, you know, your pathway might not be my pathway, but yet still, we're going to support you. We're going to walk beside you and we're going to encourage you to, we're going to love you as they say until you can learn to love yourself. So that's basically what I do at the CARES warm but I'm a real big advocate for recovery because um, there's a lot of people still out there that don't know that there is a way out. And we are the evidence to let people know that we do recover. I'm just out happy to be right here on Grit and Grace. You know, I'm just, you know, just happy that you guys decided to invite me, you know, give me a chance to share my experience, look, strength and hope. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys in the near future. Thank you
1: so much, Steve. And also,
3: we got the world-renowned Walter Nunley. Walter, you
1: want to tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are, what you are, and why you're here with us today?
4: Yes, my name is Walter Nunley, and I am the Peer Specialist for the Rockdale County Accountability Court. And to everyone that can really hear my voice right now, it's because of the belief that you have in us. And the prayers that you sent up for us, the reason why I'm able to be here with this group of untouchables today. And I want to thank you all, and I am really honored to be. Here.
1: Wow. Thank you, Walter. And so as you guys know, my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery as well. I'm a certified peer specialist for mental health, addictive disease, whole health. I'm a certified psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner, and I'm a forensic peer mentor as well. And we also have my partner and co host with us. We've got Tanisha Character with us. And Tanisha, tell us who you are, what you are, and what brings you here with us today, other than just being my co host
0: (laughs) All right. Well, my name is Tanisha Character. As you all may know, I'm a person in long-term recovery. And I was first introduced to recovery through the Rockdale Accountability Course. Um, I went through that program after receiving two DUIs. And now I have graduated and I'm an alumni of that program. I am very in tune into my recovery. I volunteer time in the Rockdale recovery community, as well as I have partnership with the Rockdale County Stepping Up initiative. And I work for or handling a lot of the creative marketing support, the program director, and project developer, and also peer support throughout Rockdale because I'm always there for my peers, you know, in their recovery journey. That's why yeah, I well, am well, thank you, thank you so much, Tanisha. We would like to thank our fearless leader, Dr. Doreen Williams, for stepping up to the plate and adopting the National Stepping Up Initiative in Rockdale County to reduce the number of people in our criminal justice system with mental health and substance use challenges. is under her leadership and the support of partners and stakeholders that we are able to hold, respected, and control.
1: So anyway, with that being said, I wanna ask you guys a quick question because I'm sure that the people out there, now they heard what we said we were and it, I know it's like drinking out in fire holes, Anyway, but what, what I want to I want to ask you guys a question: How did you find this pathway? How did you find? Because I'm sure that other people, when they hear what we're telling them we are, and what we're telling them we do, and what we've had the privilege to be able to experience and to accomplish and be part of, I'm sure other people was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." How did you find this pathway? Uh, because a lot of people think this is all was all glamorous. It it wasn't. Uh, Lindsay, how did you find this pathway?
2: So the way I was introduced to this was absolutely not glamorous at all. I was approaching my release date. I was in Lee Arundel State Prison, um, mind you. I had started to gain, um, you know, some confidence. I was learning a lot about recovery, a lot about myself. I had already begun healing in a lot of ways. However, you know, I couldn't get my hands on updated resources, and it was just strictly out of, like, you know. I was pretty desperate for some resources. I needed to know, I remember what it felt like to be homeless. You know, I remember what it felt like to have to go back to, to being in a dangerous situation just to be able to have a safe place to lay my head. And, um, and as I approached my release date, you know, I remember um, having to go to my mental health counselor, you know, and they told me, you know, there's this new program. Honestly, don't know what it's about at all. Are you willing to give it a shot? Maybe you can get your hands on some resources. So it was all about me trying to set up my life on the outside. But what it ended up being is someone sitting down in front of me while I was in prison and they met with me once a week and they said, you know, hey, um, I've been where you've been before, you know, you know, and, and it, it, it is hard, you know, but this is what my life looks like now. And you better start expecting recovery for your life because you're going to make it. And I just remember thinking, wait, what? You've been here where I've been before? You wore this jumpsuit? Like you were afraid about the things I'm fearing too? And you're actually you're thriving in life and I need to expect that. It was just mind blowing, the connection and the trust and everything that was, you know, introduced in that moment, in that conversation. Um, And so basically I ended up um, getting released. I had a forensic peer mentor who who walked with me into the community, who met with me regularly. I had developed a support system and I remember on day one, um, sorry, the phone's ringing, Um, on day one, I said, you know, I told them a little bit of my story and they ended up planting these seeds inside. They showed me this business card it had these letters on it. And I remember thinking, I have no idea what those letters are, you know, yes. and here my forensic peer mentor is like, you know, you could do this, right? You have a heck of a story and you're not, you're not so much different than people like us. And I was just like, what? And so they started to slowly plant these seeds. And I remember taking that business card and I look. I was standing in a halfway house at the time. And I looked at my roommate and I said, you know, I don't know. Her name was Judy. I said, Judy, I have no idea what these letters mean. And I don't have a clue about how to get them, but I'm going to have every single one of them. And yes. it was for the first time in my life. I knew that I was going to have, I knew I was going to do this. And, um, yes. and I literally just pulled my computer up. I looked at what dates were next and I just applied, not really understanding yes. peer support, not really having a clue what I was doing, but it was, it was just about taking action. I felt supported enough just to take that step. And then it was the greatest move I could have made and ended up getting into these trainees, getting some credentials behind my name. And then lo and behold, like I end up um, getting a job with the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network and it all, but what I really want to drive in right now is it took somebody planting that seed of hope, letting me hold a business card, letting me see these letters telling me that you know, I'm just like them on this same journey and I could offer something to the world, you know, and yes. coming from a place of thinking that I'm the one who always has to ask for help. And I'm the one who always has to need something to be told that I could give something to someone's life or make an impact and make an income at the same time. I was just <laughs> like, you got to kidding me.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. Anyway, and, I
2: was, and I was to the point in my life and in my recovery by then to, to believe it just enough to take that action. And, um, and then my life just kind of skyrocketed, and um, it is real and it is a whole new world. I don't think that my life would be anything like what it was had it not been someone sitting down and connecting with me like that. A um, couple months later, I became a forensic peer mentor myself, full circle. Had no idea what was in, in store a couple years later. And then, you know, the feds are who arrested me back in 2012. And then in 2018, the same federal government designated me the director of the forensic peer mentoring training.
1: Yes. Um, right there. Re- it's, yes. What it's
2: All about. And that also speaks to a system who, who believes in recovery too enough to give me a shot, you know, and I still remember that day that that counselor said, I don't know what this program is, but do you want to try it? And if I yes. just, and so open and willing, and just somebody just throwing it out there, my whole entire life would be changed. And so, anyway, it is real. It's happening. And my little story is one of thousands across the state. Yes. And um, it, it does work. And and I'm just so grateful and humble for it. Um, so now I get to lead up that that program, and I get to see it happen in lives all the time. So
1: yes. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Lindsay. And so, Steve, let me ask you this: Steve, how did you find this pathway? How did you end up where you are today?
3: Well, I was just sitting there listening to Bill and sitting there listening to Lindsey. And um, believe it or not, I didn't find this pathway. This pathway found me.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, this pathway found me. Um, I was a person that um, that was an active addiction for 27 years. Been in, in and out of the jails, prisons, you know, should have been in a mental institution for, for staying in active addiction for 27 years, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was an a, a intravenous cocaine and heroin user, you know, and I kept sticking something in my arm for 27 years. So that lets you know I got a serious mental problem already, you know, and uh, just didn't ever recognize it. One particular day, people brought some, um, 12-step meetings inside the jails and in the prisons, right? You know, you know you'd be sitting there and you want to get out your cell. You know, you're tired of sitting <laughs> in your cell. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go to the meeting. And um, I went to the, you know, a couple of meetings sometimes, you know, and I saw some people that I knew had traveled the same road that I had traveled. And they had, you know, did a 180 in their life and they had turned their life around. And they shared with me, they said, Steve, that um, you could do this also. One day... When I got released, I saw one of the people that uh, that were um, bringing the meetings into the prison. And this guy shared with me, he said, Steve, you know, they have a program now to where people use our lived experience. And he was talking about lived experience. I was like, explain more to me about that, you know, where people can use our lived experience. You know, who want to know about all the stuff that i done? And um. <laughs> Things of that nature, right? And they introduced me to the um, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network, and um, I looked into that. Lo and behold, I got my certification to be a CPS MH. And then, right after that, you know, I got introduced to the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, and they do they do certifications in certified peer specialists in addictive diseases. And then I turned around, and next thing I know, I'm like, "You guys, still, I'm still getting all these letters behind my name. I'm getting all these certifications." And they, you know, just like Lindsay say, "Man, you can actually get paid for this stuff." And it was like, "Really?" You know, <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, so so that really was a driving force. You know what I'm yes. talking about? You know, yes. I can actually get paid. You know, to share my lived experience, and you know, also I'm helping other people all at the same time. It was just really and truly amazing, man. When I first started this journey, and um. Never would believe that I would be where I am now. Because, like I say, over 18 years ago, you know, I really truly thought my life was over. I had blew everything. That was it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, I'm I'm just here. I'm just going to be existing for the rest of my life. And lo and behold, you know, it was a whole nother world like that. And I found the world of recovery, man. And in this recovery process, it took me from just existing to now expecting. I expect things today. You know, I look forward to do sharing my experience, strength and hope, you know, look forward to helping somebody, like I say, bringing them out of darkness. Because there's a lot of people right here in 2020 still don't know that there's a way out. And I know that's why the God of my understanding saved me for a moment just like this to let people know and um, share my story everywhere I go. I look forward to sharing my experience, for hoping hope and share my story, to let people know that I started from the bottom, you know, and came up out of this and you can do it also. And I'm here yes. to walk with you. You know, I'm here yes. to encourage you. I'm here to empower you and let you guys know, that, you know, if I did it, if, if I came out to Mar-Rick Clay, with the help of my God, I yes. just think that you can do it also. It's going to take yes. some work. It's going to take some sacrifice. But believe you me, you can do it. And once, you know, we get out there, you know, we start to let our light shine. We don't never supposed to forget that we're supposed to reach back and pull other people out. So, Bill, that's how I got to this point. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, that's why the God of my understanding saved me for a moment just like this. to share on platforms like this. I didn't never know Grit and Grace was here. I didn't yes. know, you know, yes. you know to my, yes. my dear friend Walter, you know, explained to me, he said, man, this is what we do. And you need to come on and share your experience different hope and let people know, man, you know what I'm talking about, the road that you yes, travel. Absolutely. Man, like I say, I'm just peacock happy to be here, man, you know, and I'm right behind you guys, whatever you guys are doing, you know, let's do this. Let's shoot for the stars and, you know, let's expose this thing all over the world. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Not only yes. on the airways, you know what I'm talking about. Let's get on TV with it. Let's do yes. whatever whatever platforms we can get on and let people know that we are the evidence and we do recovery. So that's yeah. how
1: I got here, Bill. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I guess that's a perfect segue into the Walter Nunley story, because Walter Nunley is the tip of the spear in Rockdale County. But when I came to Rockdale and I asked them, I said, so where are the recovery people at? They said, well, there's Walter. And I'm like, whoa, the tip of the spear.
4: Walter Nunley, how did you get, uh, tell us how you found this pathway. Well, Bill, my, my road down this pathway is a little different from most of the people on this call, but I had to, I guess, you know, looking for a a a fellowship, you always, when I coming up, fellowship was always church and, and brotherhood was always some kind of gang or something like that, right? And so, you know, I I went I went into the service, I had to go to war and When I came back, you know, I had I had a lot of little problems, you know, you know, war problems and, you know, of course, with substance abuse and things like that. And I found the road to recovery had many forks in the road and a lot of them I put there. Right. And I would start down the road toward recovery and I would always veer off and go the other way. Right. This went on for like for years. I would go into rehabs. They would put me in rehab sometimes 30, 60 days. And I would get out, and I would get back on the fork again. And finally, they finally diagnosed me with my, you know, with mental illness. They, you know, and they 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 said that. Then they were like, "Well, you had been treating yourself, but it was it was all too late then." So I, I I felt like that was the end. It wasn't much I could do, and so I was in and out of rehabs, and I was, you know, and and this went on for years. And then finally, I got the DUI in Rockdale County. And they put me in the, in the D.U.R. program, and it was like it was like a different program for me, right? Even though I had been through all these rehabs, you know, all these mental institutions, the whole nine yards. This one felt different, right? And I felt, you know, that I, you know, we would go to the classes that I had to, I had to share more, I had to help more. And so finally, some of the um, technicians they kept saying, you know, you do good at this, you're helping these people. And I think you would be good. And they started telling me about the, you know, the CPS program, right? And then finally, the judge came in on it. We'll, you know, we'll pay to send you there. Why don't you try this? It might be good for you. And so I decided to try it. And when I went, and I met the people in the class, it was like, you know, I had been on, I had been to war where guys had to watch your back, you know, and I had been on baseball teams where we had to bond together to try to win. But I had never seen a team like. I get calls now from somebody in South Georgia, and they would say, "Yeah, um, Steve, Lindsey, Bill told me to call you that you might could help this veteran do something." I got somebody down here in Valdosta, and we've never even met, but yes. we become helping other people, and, and, and that's the kind of fellowship we have and this bros, and you know, you feel that kind of thing in your heart, right? I know yes. right now somebody could come to me, and 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 they would talk, you know, about um forensic mentoring, and I can call when you know, I can send them to one of you guys and it's like you knew them all the time. Yes, yes. And 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 that's the fellowship, you know, and it's, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's just a, like you say, a universal fellowship. You become yes. part of it. And I know, like you said, we get paid for doing this, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it. Because I mean, if, if there's somebody out there that needs that help, I know anybody on here will gladly give them that pay to help them get to where they need to be. Yeah, and I'm really just glad to be a part of that. And anybody that's really interested in straightening theirself out and getting to where they where they can get the pride and the understanding of really helping somebody, this is where they need to be.
1: Yes, Wow. thank you so much for sharing that Walter, and, and you know, because <laughs> it is an incredible privilege. And, and so, and I know you people out there, radio land, hear us using some acronyms. So let me just say shout out to the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network which probably leads the, leads the nation, is one of the leaders in the nation in the facilitation and creation of the peer workforce. When I say peer workforce, persons in recovery becoming professionally propelled into systems and creating systems and becoming administrators of systems and working on just about every level imaginable and creating new levels. So shout out to them uh, for the certified peer specialist project. Certified Peer Specialists are people who have been certified to uh, participate in partnering with other people professionally in a field that once was the field in which they struggled. Uh, persons in, in recovery from mental health challenges. And we, you heard Steve mention the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, which are the administrators over the CARES project, which is now Certified Peer specialists for Addictive Disease. And so, uh, which we are people who once had addictive disease challenges, who are now partnering with other people in a professional venues, just doing some of the most powerful work nationwide, leading the nation in the creation, administration, and facilitation of a peer workforce. So, and with that being said, and us all of us having had the opportunity to interact in those systems. For me, has been, I don't know, 12, 13 years. And I think the crowning jewel to all of that is having Tanisha with us here today. Because Tanisha is waiting on her application. You know, she just got through doing the phone interview. So she's in that phase like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I, this is actually how it really works. Um, you know, and I've told her a million times, don't sweat it. You're perfect for this. All the things that they told us when we came in don't sweat it you'll make a great one you're perfect for this and and yeah the process just kind of takes care of itself
0: we would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of our partners in recovery we are appreciative partners of the georgia mental health consumer network and would like to acknowledge them for providing peers with mental health resources and opportunities to become certified peer specialists specific domains of their recovery. You can visit their website by going to www.gmhcn.org. We are also proud to be in partnership with the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. They provide multiple recovery resources in the CARES Support Warm line. You can visit their website by going to gasubstanceabuse.org.
1: with that being said, I want to ask you guys another question. So that's how you got here. So tell us what you do now. Tell us what do you do now. I know that's a big one, that's a big ask, but let's start with you, Steve. What do you do now?
3: Okay. Well, I do a number of things now. Bill. Um, like I said in the beginning, when I introduced myself, we have a um, support system called the CARES Warm Line at the George Council on Substance Abuse. And it's a telephone and tech support service for those people in recovery from substance use and mental health disorders. I am a recovery coach on that line. And um, I do a lot of advocating, education, and training for the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. I do a lot of 12-step fellowship work since the pandemic. You know, um, we've gone to the Zoom platform now, and I'm doing 12-step fellowship work all over the world. I've spoken in the United Kingdom, I've spoken in Africa, you know, I've spoken in England, you know, all over the place. And, you know, and just using my voice and my lived experience and share with other people that um, recovery is possible, that let people know that we can do this together, you know, that you're not alone, you're not unique. I'm I'm a hope dealer today. That's what I really do. I'm really and truly a hope dealer. I try to let people know that, you know, there is hope. All hope is not lost. You guys, like I say again, you guys are not unique. Don't feel like you're alone. You're the only person that's been through this because I can almost guarantee you, whatever you're going through, somebody has been through it. And there are there are over, I know, 23 million people in this recovery process. <laughs> and we are an army. We really and truly are an army now. And we supposed to let people know that recovery works. We need to get on these platforms, yes. you know, and let people know, you know, that uh I used to be a minister to society, but today yes. I'm a productive member of society. Yeah. I use what I what was bad in my life, now I use it for good. Now I let other people know that you know you can turn that around. All that stuff that you call mess, you can turn that around and you can call it success today. So that's just um not the whole, you know, mm-hmm. to take over the whole. Radio podcast, you know, I could tell you guys about what I do, but I'm going to share the time. But that's just you. some of the things that I do, Bill, you know, and I'm a real big advocate for recovery. That's yeah, my main you. objective for being an advocate for recovery.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, Steve. And for you people out there in the radio land, you can go to grit and grace RCO and you'll see that cares warm line information posted on the page. Shout out to Tanisha, she's our administrator for all of our social media pages. Because some of us, as you can see from the gray of our hair, we didn't even know there was a social media, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> we thought post, there was an office after it. But so anyway, so shout out to Tanisha. Shout out for Lindsey. Because I, I watched them and they're texting and they're sending those things out. Lindsey was doing the training and she was live streaming it straight to the thing. And people are calling me saying, I see you. Man, for me, for us dinosaurs, that's an amazing process. So shout out to everybody who doesn't have a head full of gray hair. I, I welcome you, for all of us to have hoods for hands. I welcome you, because when our little platform started to be challenged, just not seen Tanisha, she was typing, <laughs> next thing you know, my phone started lighting up. You know what I'm saying? She said, we can't hear Lindsey. But anyway, me, me and Walter, we would have had to climb the telegraph pole. <laughs> <laughs> to try to figure out what was wrong, you climb. I'm gonna keep talking. Anyway, Lindsay, so you want to tell the people out there in Radio Land what you do today?
2: I definitely, definitely do. Thanks, Bill. Um, so I—that is also a very loaded question. What do I do? Um, so I'll try to keep it as focused and clear as possible. Um, so what I do is I actually get to work with a um, administration the substance abuse. Uh, mental health services administration. Um, and uh, they provide federal funding for a tra- the forensic peer mentoring training. Um, so I work hand in hand with them. Um, and what we've done is we've built a curriculum that trains other peer specialists across the state, whether it's a peer specialist of addictive disease or a peer specialist of mental health. Um, you can also be both. Um, so we train um, other peer specialists who have the lived experience inside jail or prison and we are able to train them as forensic peer mentors. So so I put on and facilitate um, a five day training. Um, We were doing this three times a year and um, our participants get get, um, completely acclimated to every single level of the criminal justice system. Um, So a big part of my job is developing those connections and partnerships with the Georgia State Pardon and Parole Board or the Georgia Department of Corrections, um, the Georgia Department of Community Supervision. Um, All of those people are in support of this program uh, so much so that they come back and they present every single day of the training. It's incredible work. Um, We believe in building this collaborative team um, so that we can continue to go back into these prisons and we can work with individuals. But it's a, a very important, specific training. Um, we, we are, you know, um, people in recovery going back into the prison system. And so it's just, it's absolutely incredible work. Um, I get to head up that training. Um, we go all over the state. And I'm just really, really excited just to be able to play a part in building that collaborative team. I also get the chance to do a lot of advocacy. I get to go in, do a lot of speaking engagements, um, and then just working with other people and learning from every single person that comes through this training is just—it just, just helps strengthen me in my own recovery. It helps strengthen me as a leader, um, and and so yeah, I get to um, I get to do this whole full circle thing, you know, like I get to go in and. You know breathe hope and life back into um so many different returning citizens and all that are connected to their lives as well you know you got to think we have um as a returning citizen we're working with those who have either substance use or mental health challenges and so as you're re-entering back into your community not only do you have those internal challenges but you also have an enormous amount of external challenges that you're facing as well and so to be able to play a part in providing vital resources and uh, help with employment and housing and all of those things, at the same time, being able to provide connection on, on hope and on all, any of the mental health areas that we might need to address. I mean, for some people being inside and being incarcerated, I mean, that's a very traumatic situation. Imagine being locked up five, 10 years and then reentering back into this community. And then imagine, you know, being faced with a pandemic at the same exact time. Um, So being a part and realizing the perspective behind what it is we are doing and the work that we get to do, is just, it's just, it's way bigger. I think we hit on that a couple of times today. I mean, this thing is big. This is universal. Um, So yeah, I get to, I get to to meet people in some of their most vulnerable moments of transformation and it is truly humbling. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lindsay.
1: And, And so once again, everybody out there on Radio Land, shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative who Tanisha and I are working under that administration, shout out to Commissioner Williams, Judge Bills, who are the guiding forces for that. Uh, myself being the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that has been adopted here in Rockdale County. And, and the, the target of that initiative is to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use disorders, and there are many different uh, components to that that initiative, Grit and Grace, which is a recovery community organization is just one of those things. We're also looking at creating a diversion center. We're also looking at having sober unit. We're also looking at having an opening doors to recovery team, which is a a three person case, intensive case management team that has a family member, a clinician and a person with lived experience. Um, We're looking at having the GCIC interface. We're looking at becoming good partners in the facilitation of the very things that we're talking about now. And and so I'm privileged to work for that. Tanisha will be coming with us very soon. (laughs) Just because she's gifted. That's all it takes, man. Just, Just somebody else that can see your gifts and say, you know what? You make a great one of those. Anyway, with that being
4: said, Walter. So what do you do today, Walter? Well, Bill, mostly I smile. And I know that sounds strange, but um, for a long time, that was something that was very hard for me to do. But I also advocate for the clients in Rockdale County Accountability Courts, Drug Court, and Resource Court, as well as the DUI Court. And then I do as much as I can to help you and Tanisha on the Stepping Up Initiative here in Rockdale County. But I think mostly what I do is try to teach everyone to smile. Everybody that's really new to recovery, I guess I'm the recruiter. I go out and I try to explain to them that they can get their smile back. They can get those letters behind their name. All they have to do is believe in themselves, start loving themselves more, and they can do the things that we do and get the same gratitude that we get from it.
1: Yes, yes, Thank, thank you so much for sharing that, Walter. And, and so I guess my next question, which is pretty much a natural segue, because we talked about how we got here. We kind of talked about what we're doing here. And so now I want to ask you guys another question. I want, want you to share with the people out there, because I know that, first of all, I know that there used to be this school of thought that recovery was just about the absence of something, that recovery was about not using, or recovery was about what was wrong with you, as opposed to what we have learned <laughs> over and over, that recovery is about what's right with you, and the recovery is dynamic, and, and it, is, it is bright, and, and it is a it is a glorious thing that's filled with successes, hopes, and dreams, uh, and, and today, I know we're living the dream, and we got more to live, you know. I, I think back, and I think about when I was sitting where Tanisha was sitting, and I remember first my first encounters with Neil and George, and, and and I remember sitting by George, and they said, "We're going to start with you." <laughs> so I said, "I'm gonna never sit by George again." However, I love to sit by George because George makes me feel the uh, the oxytocin. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, yes, man, we're, there's no better place to be than right next to George. Uh, you know, and, and and I think about. Me and Sherry, Sherry Jenkins Tucker, shout out to Sherry, of the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. And, and one time I was, me and her was in Florida and we were doing the speaking engagement. I think of all the times that we've had these opportunities. I think about when I went to the White House to speak. I think about when I saw Lindsay picture and said, Lindsay's going to Washington. And, and you know, I think about all these miracles, signs and wonders that are taking place in our lives. And I know that the people out there, radio land,
0: I don't know if they can even fathom it, right? Shout out to George Brock, co founder of the Cares Academy program that is ran in several states across the country, empowering people in recovery to live meaningful and rewarding lives. You can find out more about George Brock by visiting his website at www.brockworks.com. That's www.brockworks.com
1: dot com. So what I want you to do is, can you share with us some of your successes, hopes, and dreams? I, I know we all have them. My recovery has given them to us. And I know that before my recovery, I didn't have it. <laughs> my, the greatest hope I had was to get a reduced sentence. Uh, the greatest, I, I couldn't even make a store call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I couldn't even get some commissary, man. I had indigent envelopes, dude. You know what I'm saying? What do you give me for these five envelopes? And this, this you know, and, wow, man. But anyway, so can you share with us? We're going to start with you, Walter. What are your successes, hopes, and dreams? What do you want the people out there in Radio Land to know about recovery, man?
4: Well, you know, Bill, it used to be when I know when I was younger, you know, I, I had all the big dreams, you know, the success, the wealth and all these good things, right? But now I've come to understand that recovery is recovering the love and the peace that God designed to be in our lives when he, when he designed us. And just recovering that is a success for me. Yes, yes,
1: yes. And so, Steve, what you got, man? Tell us about your successes, hopes, and dreams.
3: <laughs> Tell us about what recovery means to you. Wow, well, well, recovery means a breath of love, things to me, Bill. Um, you know, just to share some of my experiences since I've been on this recovery journey, I can remember um when I started working at the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse And um one day, two weeks in, two weeks into my job. Um My executive director, Neil Campbell, sent me on a speaking engagement, right? So she sent me on a speaking engagement at Georgia State University College of Law. And I'm speaking in front of judges, attorney generals, probation officers, policemen, people work for the the ICE unit. You know, all these people is sitting in this one room, right? And I got to get up in front of all these people and tell my story and was like, who in the world does this? A person that comes from where I came from, and all of a sudden now I'm standing in front of all these people on the other side of it, you know, sharing it, and they sitting down listening to me, you know, when they used to dictate and tell me about stuff, you know somebody. i I mean, who does that? You know, only recovery does that for people. I can remember a time, one time, that we went to Walker State Prison and did some recovery work and going in the front door of the prison, right? It's like me going inside, going, I'm going in the front door voluntarily. I'm used to going in the back door handcuffs, you know what I'm saying? You know, and then I got a chance to come back out the front door, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have to stay there for a stint, I didn't have to stay there for a while. I got a chance to come back and go back home, you know what I'm talking yes. about the same day. Um, man, BO, you know, I go and speak, I've spoken. With the governor in the state of Georgia, you know, I've spoken with uh, board members of the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities. You know, I mean, I've spoken somewhere everywhere, and that was not in my wildest dream when I first started the recovery process. I had no idea that this would be taking place when you're in recovery. And um, it's just really and truly amazing. Like I say, I wake up every day expecting, and I know this is not the end. You know, yes. I'm just so thankful and grateful that I am a part of the process. You know, the, the whole picture, you know, I'm just a slice of this. Like I say, I'm just a real big advocate for recovery, man. Cause you know, there's a lot of people out there still lost. There's a lot of people out there in the darkness, man. You know, and I'm here to let people know that lost dreams awaken, new possibilities arise, man. You know, it really and truly does when you get into this recovery process. And up, like I say, I can take up the whole radio part. I hear you. Of, you know, about <laughs> that I but hear you. I, but I am going to share the time, you know. But that's that's just some of the stuff that recovery has afforded me. Thank you so much, Steve. So, Lizzie, go
1: ahead and give us the business, Lizzie. What did you tell us about uh, your successes okay, and hopes well, dreams?
2: I'm like, Steve, man, I can talk and talk and talk. You say successes, and it's just like, It's just, it feels like it's just, I'm in a place where it's just never ending, but you know, you know, I, I have multiple jobs today. You know, I am healthier than ever. Um, I got a chance a few years ago to film a video inside the very prison that I was incarcerated in. Part of the video has me in a suit, which represents success. And I'm touching my, the actual bed that I laid my head down on having no clue what I was going to do with my life, but knew I wanted to do something great you know, and here I am filming this video, helping to promote the forensic peer mentoring, you know, program, um, whether it be going back in and out of prisons now all over the state of Georgia on purpose is what I say. Um, it's just incredible. Um, last year before COVID hit, you know, I was, um, I went to New York five times, you know, I'm speaking in rooms, not filled with people in recovery, but people who are, it's filled with clinicians and doctors and people who think that, I may be a clinician too, and they don't hear till the very end when I drop the mic and I say, actually, I know all of this because I was in there. For that inmate I just it described um, was me. And you yeah. could hear a pin drop. And what that did yes. for my soul is I might not be, uh, you know, a uh, gone to school for years in this, but I can tell you about recovery. And uh, yes. you want to talk about, I was standing there all alone representing the state of Georgia and it was just incredible to be able to talk, not only that, but talking to rooms filled with police officers and yes. being able to talk about how to be trauma informed and share my story and being able to uh, just feel the respect in the room. It's just incredible. Um, I might yes. be shaking and my voice might shake the recovery and what it gives me, that strength that it gives me. I get through every single one of those speeches. Yes. Um, you know, last couple months ago, I did my first global presentation. It started from... Uh, New York City, all the way to Tokyo. It was uh, all day long, different hours it was played, and it was on suicide awareness and mental health. And I was able to speak. And, you know, I wanted to share this. I carry this. I don't know if you guys can see this on the radio, but I carry this right here in my wallet. After a speaking engagement, someone, you know, sent it over to me and it says, Lindsay, in case I can't tell you in person or if I stumble over my words, I'm just trying to express to you how your story gave me hope. I thank you for your story of survival, strength, and success. Today, your story has given me hope, and words cannot describe how grateful I am. Unknown. Yes. It's things like that that recovery does for you. And um, I hold on to this little handwritten piece of paper all the time. Um, But uh, anyway, I I, I mean, there's all these things in recovery that that do for me. But I've since been able to run five marathons, travel the world, I mean, you name it, recovery is the fact that I have peace of mind and that I can continue to grow and jump out of my comfort zone at any moment in time just to test the waters and not be afraid because I know I can be resilient and transfer all these skills into something positive and good, so.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Lindsay, and and, you know, just for me, I think that it's a no-brainer for me, probably my greatest success, hope, and dream, and I've been a lot of places, done a lot of things, hair on fire, been at the White House, been at the Capitol, you know, recovery on fire. And I think the greatest thrill that I have, the greatest thing that happens for me is today working with Tanisha, you know, and, and just knowing that this is all going to happen for her, right? And, and watching her be nervous and watching her say, "Bill, I, you know, and just laughing on the inside, just being ecstatic because I know what's going to happen. And and it can't not happen. (laughs) You know, And and to know that five years from now or 10 years from now or whatever, she's going to be sitting right where we're at telling somebody exactly the same thing we told her because it was somebody that was sitting exactly there that told me and that told you and that told you. And and to be part of that, to be, be part of that facilitation of miracles is the greatest success, the greatest hope, the greatest dream is beyond anything for me. And, and it, there's no monetary, there's no anything to be free on the inside and free on the outside. To, to woke up today and, and to, to have the screen pop on and see Steve, right? And, and, and to know how many years I've seen him, man. You know what I'm saying? To just be so proud and in awe of how many years I've seen him, and, and how many years I've known you, Lindsay, how many years, and, you know, I was talking with Pastor Lewis today, and she was saying, oh, yeah, I said, but, you know, I'm gonna do a show with Lindsay today, and she was like, oh, yeah, did you know, I said, yeah, I know, you know, because people have told me the story so many times, and they forgot that they told me the story, right, and, and to, just for us to be living this, this purpose-driven life, I want to th- just, for all you people out there on Radio Land, I hope that, I know that this Wednesday got you over your hump. I know that you just heard a group of people come together and tell you about this life-changing miracle, this miraculous process called recovery, and to know that today we are facilitating this process right here, hands and feet and everything, putting our hands on it and to know that recovery is real for people coming out of jails, coming out of prisons, coming out of hospitals, coming out of the darkness, as Steve said, and, and coming across into the light, being administrators of the light. And, and, and there's if there's no restrictions. All people have the right and deed and privilege to recovery. I wanna thank you, Steve. I wanna thank you, Lindsay. I wanna thank you, Walter. I wanna thank y'all for everything <laughs> everything that you've done i want to thank you for all the stuff you haven't even done yet i want to thank you for every good thing even the stuff you do by accident i want to thank you for all that but i really want to thank you for joining us here today you have helped us do an incredible show and so if you got one word that you could tell the people out there in radio land one word that you can give them to take away if you have one minute left with one word left that you could tell somebody what would that word be and i'm gonna start with you steve what would that one word be that you would tell the people out there in Radio Land?
3: Well, well, if I had one word to tell everybody, it would be expecting.
1: Expecting. There you go. Wow. What about you, Lindsay? What would that word be?
2: That's three words, and it's you got this.
1: You got this. <laughs> I know, man. Bill, what do you mean one word? There you go. Uh, Walter Nutley. what's that word, man? Uh, Resilience. Resilience. There you go. Tanisha, what's that word, Tanisha? My word is empowerment. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my word is you. Yeah, my word is you. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's my word today. My word today is you. My word today is I want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for showing up. I want to thank the Grit and Grace. I want to thank our sponsors. I want to shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Commissioner Williams. Shout out to Judge Bill. Shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative. Shout out to Rockdale Accountability Courts. Shout out to Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. Shout out to Georgia Council of Substance Abuse. Shout out to Forensic Peer Mentor Project. Yep, yeah, just shout out to everybody out there because that's what we're doing today. We're shouting. We're shouting because we got too much joy in us to contain. And we want you people to know out there, Radio Land, we're coming to you every Wednesday. You can find the instructions on Grit and Grace RCO Facebook page. Go on there, find out how to get to Cat 10. Shout out to Hurricane Maine on uh, the His Hop Network for, for bringing the station to us, for us, and with us. We want to thank all of you guys and want to just say we'll see you next week. Don't leave before the miracle happens. And if you don't, the miracle will happen before you leave. Anyway, thank you, everybody. And we'll see y'all next Wednesday.
0: Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram, at grit and grace rco or just keep coming back every wednesday at 12 noon until then and as always cherish the chips you hold